Geekade's Pain in the Ass Thon 2019 is almost here, where Geekade's staff goes head to head with some of the most pain in the ass video games there are for 24 hours to raise money for the Colorectal Cancer Alliance and help stomp out the disease for good. This year, you'll see the Mutant Musings podcast take on the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, and the Stone Age Gamer podcast take on Contra Hardcore. You'll see special guests like Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast taking on Atari's Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Speedrunner Glitchwitch taking on Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and a whole lot more. It all starts August 10th at 10 a.m. and continues for 24 hours straight, finishing off with the Vest Lord himself taking on his nemesis, Bubsy this time on the Atari Jaguar. Plus, stick around after the show for a series of bonus rounds from Samwise Gamgee, Poorly Played Games and Level Up Entertainment, The Whip Around Podcast, and Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Help Geekade and the Colorectal Cancer Alliance put an end to colon cancer, and go to pitathon.com now. That's P-I-T-A-T-H-O-N.com. And tune in to twitch.tv slash geekade on August 10th at 10 a.m. to see the show. Wish us luck. We're going to need it. This episode is brought to you by geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Go on. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. More tea, Mr. Bike? (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. I know you may have forgotten. It has been a while. Uh, This week, Chris made the pick. Family Guy, Season 2, Episode 6, Death is a Bitch. But before we get into that, here is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. We will. Promises. Not a doubt. Um, so, you catching up real quick. It has, it has been a couple of weeks. Um, mainly my fault because I moved down to North Carolina. And apparently, all of the electrical storms store in north carolina like i was gonna say shockingly so (laughs) 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 and i stopped myself because i didn't want to give chris the satisfaction um it's nuggets pal i am satisfied gary i mean i have seen a thunderstorm or two in my day but she's scary down here like apocalyptic scary I, I, I for, the, for the safety of all of the electronics that I run on, and as soon as the power browns in my place, everything shuts down. And it was, I had my computer off for like, out of the past 10 days, I'm going to say for a total of eight of them, my computer was primarily off. So I apologize. 
all my bad, but I promise I got a, a better power supply, a, a better surge protector. I, I am ready. Mother nature be damned. I will, I will record from this point forward. So, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Well, sir, how are you? Uh, you know, I'm all right. All right. Well, with, in there. with with the the return of Family Guy, why? 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 <laughs> I it curious, just kind of 17, pop, 17 seasons in. in. <laughs> you know, it, it recently popped up in my head. It's just like, I used to really like this show, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stopped liking a lot of, you know, Seth MacFarlane's shtick. And so I was just kind of wondering, like, is this a... a do I do I really did I ever really like this show or um you know well I just kind of kidding myself and you know I had some there were issues with the way the show worked um kind of like you know newer episodes of the show like the way it treated some of its humor you know kind of bugged me and um so I was just curious like well let's see does does it does this still work and uh, I was very happy to, to find out that I, I thought that it did. I really enjoyed watching this episode. I laughed quite a bit. And, uh, well, that was that was the intent. So. <laughs> yes, that was, that was the intent. Now, have you, like, I know every once in a while I will start watching Family Guy, like, background television kind of thing. It hasn't been, like, this is not the second time you've seen this episode, right? Oh, no. Oh, okay. This is an episode I've watched numerous times um and uh it is one that i thought held up pretty well uh yeah I was okay um norm mcdonald you know norm mcdonald as death um the 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 death takes a break kind of episode where peter has to step in for a bit um karen yeah how, how see now i don't i can't recall ever hearing you talk about family guy in positive and or negative ways how how did you feel well i remember liking this show when it first came out i don't like have specific memories of like oh yeah i love this episode or oh yeah i loved when they did this but i feel like i did like this and i don't want to be one of those people who's like oh yeah i didn't like family guy before not liking family guy was cool (laughs) but like I don't feel like it was as big a thing for me. Okay. I did enjoy it somewhat in its heyday, but it was never as huge a thing for me. And now with the the rewatching of this particular episode, because this is, like I said, season two of a seven, I think it was 17 seasons in. How yeah. did you feel it held up? I don't I think it might've been just this particular episode. It wasn't that, I didn't like it, and there wasn't that there were things in it that I didn't like, but I, there were definitely things in it. I don't know. I'm 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 like failing to express myself, but I feel like there were looking definitely at, things at, at in it Chris. that I didn't like. For there were sure. definitely things in it that I mean I can't think of any, but no, I'm right with you. There were things in it I didn't like time, too. Like your opening quote that was going to be mine before I completely forgot that it happened, but. The more to you, Mr. Bike, that little, those little quick cutaways before they became so completely played out on this show, they were really brilliant. They were. And that was one of the prime things that I wanted to 
just kind of re-experience because I watched this show for years after it came back. And after it came back, they intrinsically changed the way those work. In the first two seasons before the show was canceled, they were exactly as they were like in, in what we saw. They would say something and then it would do a quick cutaway. Mm-hmm. But it just became a thing where they always set them up now they say like that time i sat and gave tea to my bike and then they do that like every single one of them became this very like hammer you on the head that we're about to do our trademark cutaway and once it became super self-aware like that it kind of stopped being it stopped being smart it stopped being Mm -hmm. as funny as it was um I also found that I didn't find Stewie very amusing at all. <laughs> I found Stewie amusing in the cutaway. In the cutaway, yeah, but like his shtick of like murdering Lois and everything it was, was like way over the top. The kid had was, a grenade. It was over the top, and it was also like I don't know. I just I wasn't as amused by it. I, I, and I don't know that I was ever like super amused by Stewie. But I mean, I yeah, feel like that the, those kind of gags was more like back in the you know more innocent time of 1999 or whenever <laughs> this show was. This might have been 2000, 2001. Nobody was doing animated jokes about a a TV baby trying to kill his mom. So like it was funny because it was something we'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've seen that kind of shocking humor all over the place and it's sort of like okay this isn't the best example of that mm-hmm. yeah I, it's it, it hasn't aged extraordinarily <laughs> well but i did find that a lot of the humor did um uh, and and really the experiment was why did i like you know i i know i really liked this show and i was very upset when it got canceled uh so you know was i crazy uh and the answer to you know to my eyes was no i was able to at least pick up on like, okay, I recognize why I liked this show. You know, bits of this are definitely still funny. So, cool. And that was that was the experiment for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the sh- the episode in itself was it. The episode in itself didn't age well, but the cutaways or the interstitials as they did, they were still like they were still razor sharp. Um, yeah, the squid bit. That made me laugh. Oh, my God. That was great, especially the callback to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, Like I said, the Stewie thing. Like, th- those... I, I don't know at what point in time this show changed where the the episodes seemed, as it progressed, seemed to have gotten funnier, and then the interstitials got less funny. And then it just all went sideways, and it just became rote. I... The two things that I did notice about a season two episode was the 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 overwhelming fact that Stewie wanted to kill his mother, and I I'm looking at the 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 cast list that wasn't Mila Kunis. No, no. that was um what's her name um uh, Lacey, Chabert. Lacey Chabert. That was it. Yeah. Okay, because they don't have her listed, and I'm like that that is not the I thought that was only like a half a first season thing i thought mila kunis came on way earlier than apparently she did but having the uh, like death makes multiple appearances in this show like he keeps coming back and it is if i'm not mistaken always norm mcdonald no it switched to adam carolla oh wait oh that makes a lot of sense it does 
Wow. Because, you know, in my head, the voices are very, very similar. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 Adam Carolla was very funny as death, but I just, I really liked, I kind of like vintage Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, kind of like Chevy Chase. That dude really stopped being funny at a certain point. Yeah. But, um... I I I, th- I find a lot of vintage Norm Macdonald to be relatively funny, not like holy crap amazing funny, but specifically when he has something scripted to say, kind of like him as as death in this episode. Like I get a chuckle out of mm-hmm. it, not like you know, life alteringly amazing, but I definitely get a chuckle out of it. So uh, <laughs> I was I was I, I, that's one of the reasons I picked this one, just because I I very distinctly remember watching this one with uh, my roommate John and. Uh, it, us both thinking that the, it was just very funny the way the whole thing played out and the freaking uh, Dawson's Creek kids. Creek and, kids. <laughs> See, and that's the thing, like, there were parts <laughs> about this episode the that were song. really funny. They were. But, like, for and at the end of the episode when, and I was trying to, to, to keep in mind, like, is this holding up? Like, am I finding it, from what I recall, as funny as I saw it when I saw it the first time? And I can honestly say, no, I, I didn't. But I also have 15 years of other Family Guy stuff crammed into my brain as well. So I don't know if that, I don't know, diluted it, if you will. Um, diluted it. Um, the What may not have been a repetitive joke then might now be repetitive because of how many seasons I've seen. It's... It just didn't hit the same way for me, as it, definitely as it did back then. But I thought I, I thought I was going to enjoy it more than I did, and it just it was it was like twenty two minutes and it was done. I I had no urge to continue watching Family Guy. But yeah, I mean I haven't seen an episode of Family Guy in years, so uh, this was it was just a pleasant little uh, yeah that was kind of funny. It didn't like spark a rewatch or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't about to start a. You know what it did make me do? It, it made me start jonesing for stuff like Archer. Well, I like I got a craving for animation. Yeah, it, it definitely. Uh, it made me want to watch the the things that were better than it that followed. But at the same time, um, I was very happy to find that like I wasn't crazy for liking this in the first place. So no, I definitely think you weren't crazy for liking it in the first place. <laughs> And I also think that a lot of the other shows that are better that came later wouldn't have happened, at least not the same way, without this show. That is true. This was the first, like, before this was Simpsons, and Simpsons was definitely, like, the most subversive animated comedy to date, like, that had ever existed until this. And then this got to be, you know, took that place for the time being and it went a step beyond where the simpsons was for sure and that's that's fully agreed and and then the the shows that came later went even further i I was having a conversation i work in in retail as you guys know and then there's a bunch of younger kids that 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 work work for me and and i was having a conversation um with one of them about stranger things and he was talking about how much he enjoys it. And I go, well, I've, and the way he was talking about it was as if it was brand new. And I'm like, granted it is a newer version, but like, have you seen Goonies? And he's like, no, I'm like, okay, if it wasn't for the Goonies, this wouldn't, 
Stranger Things wouldn't exist. Um, he all he mentioned like liking Archer, like he he rattled off a bunch of things that he had liked, and it was there were the original things that he had no idea about, and Family Guy is now getting to the point where it's falling into that camp, where yeah, yeah. Archer is now there, Bob's Burger there, like those are it's those are still current shows. Granted, not as as steeped in season history, but like if it wasn't for something like Family Guy or The Simpsons or you know like these things that you're fully enjoying, thinking that they're new, you're they're not. Like it, it comes from they're not original ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's. I will also say this: you you had brought up The Simpsons, and I I do think Vintage Simpsons holds up far better than. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. This. Yeah, there's one of the news articles was talking, which we'll talk about. Is it 30 years? Has Simpsons been on for 30 years? I think more than that. God damn. I mean, I'd buy it. Because we're going to talk in the news about the Treehouse of Horrors coming up. And the completely missed opportunity that what they're titling hit. But it's like... I can't remember a time without The Simpsons. I remember when it. I mean, I remember when it premiered on Fox. I remember that whole. I remember it from Tracy Ullman. I I I never watched Tracy Ullman. I just remember when it premiered on Fox and thinking that was and it was a ridiculous. I mean, I shouldn't say visually completely different, but it was still the same emotional aesthetic. (laughs) Like it was still the same crazy family that 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 you know. And it's shocking to me that if it, you know, has lasted 30 years, that's the majority of my life. So 17 years is not crazy. Seven for, I think, Archer or, you know, nine for, Archer's, no. Archer has nine seasons. Nine. Ten. It's, it's, it's in its tenth. So Bo- I think Bob's is nine also. Like, what these, these shows have been around for so long and the 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 start of them was the simpsons was family guy and and simpsons way more than family guy (laughs) well yeah but like i i agree with that yes there there's a big but there's a big difference between og simpsons and og family guy well, yes, OG, but even you know second second tier Simpsons, which is more of what Family Guy uh, uh, really pays homage to. I, w- I don't want to say apes, but you were talking like you know when when uh, seasons like around season three or four of Simpsons was okay. really when it started to get super irreverent and less less like a uh, you know TV sitcom that was animated and a little bizarre to you know some of the more outlandish stuff that the Simpsons was well known for with good reason, because you know, that was when it really came into its own and became something really special. Uh, and those are the episodes that still really hold up. Um, and you know, then, uh, I, I think another big part of this conversation that we're missing is the critic, um, mm. which was uh, another kind of pioneer of this, that, that kind of humor, I think. Uh, and you know, went, not nearly as uh, popular as something like The Simpsons, of course, but well, the critic was also a a, a, a product of its actor. Um, That's true. It was it was it was John Lovett's <laughs> vehicle, 
Um, and it was it it was John it was John Lovett's life like animated pretty much. <laughs> and it was also uh, you know very much a um, let's see what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, it was it was out of the popularity of the simpsons you know it was like okay well uh the simpsons are really popular so let's get in on this uh animation bandwagon and uh you know it failed to find an audience on abc and then it came to fox complete with a simpsons crossover episode which was hysterical i mean that's where man gets hit by the football you know (laughs) man gets hit and crotched with football at the uh the 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 what's it what's film festival episode Mm -hmm. um god what a great episode and the critic is also the critic i have rewatched several times more often than um family guy and i think that's a show that holds up better than family guy does but i i do am am very happy to to see that you know just to go back to my original point that family guy in in its original form like the uh you know pre uh, pre-resurrection, pre—you know—we've gotten a little too big for our bridges. Uh, holds up, mm-hmm. I, th- I think. You know, it—it it definitely still has merit, which uh, makes me a happy camper. I mean, the the, the cutaways alone, like I'm, I, as I was saying, I, I was looking at the the cast, and Seth MacFarlane really outshines everybody. But the names of the the characters that he's playing are all like Hitler. That little cutaway was funny. Like, I don't know why. Like, I know, I, I know I've never done a rewatch of The Simpsons. I feel like it's too daunting at this point. Um, you don't have, you, you got to stop at a certain point because it just becomes a different and considerably less entertaining show. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I can't think of, I've never consciously done a rewatch of Family Guy either. I've you know I've whenever rewatched on- these a ton of times back when it first came out on DVD before it got re- resurrected, mm-hmm. I like couldn't believe the show made it on DVD because I remember watching it and sh- like trying to get my dad and my sister to watch it and being like this show's really funny and they didn't believe me until they actually watched it and then and then it got canceled. I mean, well, it was after it got canceled. Um, it's not, and I'm not I saying finally show them the DVDs. I haven't rewatched episodes. It's not I haven't done a start to finish. Or start to current rewatch of it from the beginning. Like if it's on whatever channel it's on now, I'll you know if it happens to be on, I'll watch it. If I you know I have it on my Plex, I'll I'll watch it. It's just because it's it's a non-linear thing. Uh-huh. You don't have to do it from beginning to end. Granted, there are every once in a while a, a tie through. They may reference an episode before or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I I was. It, with the rewatching of this episode, it was going to go one of two ways. Either I was not going to like it and not have any inclination to do a rewatch at all, which unfortunately is how it went, or I was like, "Jit, going to have to start over. Going to have to go back a season and start with episode one to see." And I, honestly, God, don't remember how this show started. Like, no idea, and I don't. I don't feel there. I don't feel the necessity to do it. There, there were funny parts to this, but I'm okay. I'm good now. I got yeah, my fix. me too. So. I mean, there's a there's a small part of me that thinks like maybe maybe if I really need something that I don't need to concentrate on, like really something that I don't need to concentrate on, I'll I'll throw this on. But in a world where I could do that with the you know, older episodes of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. it seems a little bit less likely. But you know, maybe I will sometime just to you know. There was the um, the apocalypse episode. I remember being really funny. Um, 
that's about all I can, uh, the only other one I can really remember being being very very impressively funny. And the only reason I didn't pick that one is because it was not it was such a weird episode. It was like you know outside of real the reality in which this show takes place, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked this one instead just because you know Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. I did want to ask you guys about one joke that uh, struck me funny, uh, not not as funny, but it just struck me odd. Um, the cutaway to death, um, losing his virginity in the car. <laughs> the inappropriate, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a little cringy. That was, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you made that face because it really bothered me when I was watching it. And then I was like, is this one of those things where, you know, it's just not my sense of humor or is this like, just not. Like, no, this is inappropriate, and it shouldn't have been. This joke shouldn't have gone through. Yeah, that was some. That was some serious line crossing. <laughs> uh, but that's like, what this show did back then. Yeah, but necrophilia was, I think, a little. Uh, I think it yeah, was like, too far. Just <laughs> because you cross the line doesn't make it funny. Which is, which and is, at this point, that 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 wasn't this show's mo was just line crossing. That wasn't <laughs> you know for the sake of line crossing. This was. This wasn't South Park, you know. It was smarter than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone in a room sat down and said, "You know, it would be funny." And then they they drew it, and not you know, not all of them hit, you know, as you could see, because there were a lot of cutaways in this. But I, I'm scrolling through it. I'm looking at some of the topics. Like I remember when Peter went thin and he was all muscly. Um, <sighs> <laughs> the, the, you know, one of the first times he joke meets the that pope. comes up so often in my uh, just in my head, like uh, when he comes home with the new body and he's like, "Yeah, I had to get a new butt. The old one had a crack in it." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was definitely. A, I remember. I very distinctly remember my parents laughing at that one. <laughs> the, the time when Stewie falls in love with the little girl Janet. Because of the oh, cookie, yeah. like those, I remember those things. Still, no, I did really like the, uh, you know, the flash forward to Stewie's future, where it's like <laughs> about how great it's going to be, and it's just like him at a table talking about bills with his wife. <laughs> we all know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> well, that was a pretty good gag. It w- it was nice to revisit. Thank you, Chris. You, oh, you're you, welcome. You pulled a good one. Uh, all right. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we got ba- when we get back, we're gonna talk about a bunch of news that we missed. So, so uh, stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content, no matter what your geek is. Each week, you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? 
twitch.tv slash geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash geekade. You want to see me eat food, mukbang, right there? Twitch.tv slash geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlor Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly. Keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from the EW.com, the Good Place creator weighs in on a possibility of Blake Bortles. Is that Blake Bortles? Yes. Yeah. Cameo in final season. So I thought this was adorable. And then I read further on. I didn't. It was. Uh, has it always been Blake Bortles or was it the Jaguars? Uh, I think it started out as the Jaguars and then morphed into the Bortles thing. Because now he's on the Rams? Yeah. So that that happened. Apparently within the show they're going to mention it. That's how I read it. Um, but they're, they, they're not... You know, they sort of teasing it. Maybe, like, he's now in the area. Maybe, but don't hold your breath kind of thing for a cameo. But I think that would be adorable if he got to, to meet blake because he is an adorable he's like an 11 year old in, a, in an adult's body he's a yeah i just thought it was like it's it's one of the show's better gags i think yeah it, it's it's held up i mean they're they're jacksonville humor yeah um season four of the good place is coming back uh september 22nd uh, no 26th um this is the final season so it hasn't I, for me it hasn't lost anything i enjoyed every, all of the season so far so here's hoping to a good nice final ending for it agreed so next up chris you posted this one up it is a youtube video of a the official trailer for teen titans go versus teen titans and i thought it was adorable it was definitely that i i agree with your assessment now uh, is adorable not enough for you? <laughs> no, I'm, okay. well, I'm just not. A, I'm not a huge Teen Titans fan, but uh, I, I I like what they're doing here. I like this this uh, this this game they're playing because uh, I know there is definitely some some folks who aren't so keen on the Teen Titans Go who are big fans of the original Teen Titans, right? And, and the same uh, same on the other side. Yeah, and there, same on the other there are side. children that like Teen Titans Go that don't know about the Teen Titans. And uh, yeah, I, I I just like that they're kind of in on the joke of like, all right, we get it. This is two very different audiences. Um, but here, here's something for both of you. <laughs> yeah, here's here's something that kind of plays to all your sensibilities. 
and they're having fun with it. The I, Raven I, bit was pretty funny. Agreed. They're steaming at each other, and they just stop. Hey, hey. <laughs> so depressing. But yeah, that looks like fun. I, I may check that out. I ha- I have never. I've watched half an episode of Teen Titans Go, and that is not my cup of tea. I have watched a bunch of regular Teen Titans because it is a comic book property. But it's uh, not your cup of Teen Titans not, Go. Not my cup of Teen Titans Go. Ah. Uh, but uh, this looks interesting enough to actually check out, so I will when that when that drops. Um, Karen, you posted up this next one from the HollywoodReporter.com. <laughs> okay, which is kind of surprising that you posted it up. Uh, Mist film TV universe in the works from Village Roadshow. Yeah, man, what the hell? Wow. Now I, I who is this for? <laughs> the legions of mist fans that are that's it you know, <laughs> out there in the world i feel like they're they they're they've run their course and it's someone in there out there's like okay you know it's you know it's popular comic book movies and comic book tv shows comic book stuff yeah yeah we're not in on that let's do something else what about video games i played a video game once it was on my computer I walked around a lot and looked at things. And that uh, was Mist. I loved Mist. Don't get me wrong. Well, I, see that right there, that's what they're thinking because you're you're in the vast majority of Oh yeah, I loved Mist. That game was a freaking phenomenon, but it was a low-key phenomenon. Yes. Like nobody yes, really thinks about the fact that that game was a phenomenon, but ev- almost everybody has some sort of association with that game. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the world. So, yeah, yeah. But it was it was the world. It was the world. And for me, it was the puzzles because I like puzzle solving games. I don't remember the story at all. I, was there a story? I don't know. I have barely played it. I played that game for about ten minutes and said, "Yeah, I don't get it." <laughs> yeah, I I think there was a story, but I didn't get very far into it either. It's funny that you say like it's surprising that I was the one to post this. Mm-hmm. It is surprising, but like here's the thing. Um Chris is obviously much more the video game person on this podcast. What? I'm sorry. But um way back in the very early days of gaming, um my dad tried out some PC games with us and this was one of them and I just have very a strong memory not good memories necessarily just strong memories of like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in Mist <laughs> wait, wait, and, and like but what does this lever do I'm I so guess lost. <laughs> he was really um you know he was really excited about it so I kept with it and kept trying to figure it out even though I would really never get very far but I guess, I don't know, for some reason, maybe just because of the technolo- technological achievement of it, it was impressive it was, or something. It was a I don't know. beautiful world. I mean, I, I don't know if I said it co-founded in the, the, the company co-founded in 87. The game was released in 93. The first game sold over 6 million copies. Then it's, am I reading, there were 10 individual titles. How? I, well, just more puzzle-solving games with pretty landscapes. But then it says together they sold more than 15 million copies. Oof. So there is a steep decline in the amount of copies sold. 
Well, yeah, it was Riven, the sequel to Mist, you know, didn't exactly set the world ablaze uh, because it was it was pretty different, you know. It was a uh, was it? it was I, this, it wasn't that it was pretty different. I think it was actually quite the opposite. That it was more of the same. I'm, okay, I'm, you know, getting I'm kind of getting ahead of myself there. It was that was a trick that was like, wow, this is really cool. Once it's like like Dragon's Lair, you know. It's <laughs> like, oh wow, this is really cool, but this isn't actually fun to play. <laughs> uh, okay, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> Apparently there's a, 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 a huge backstory. Um, there it's films and television. Like, like I don't, I don't yeah, know who this is. It's very confusing that they're going to sink a lot of money into this. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a property that has enough name recognition. And you know what? I think if I had to venture a guess, I'd say this has something to do with the, uh, surprising popularity of uh, Castlevania. Okay. Like, Netflix's Castlevania was a very big success story for them. And Netflix kind of immediately jumped on board of like, okay, let's keep this train going. What what else can we get? What other video game properties can we get? And they started, you know, for lack of a better term, playing that game. Uh, And I think that there's kind of a rush looking at, like you were saying, like, oh, what's popular right now? Comic book properties. But... They've, you know, They're, we've kind of done that, yeah. you know, we, we've, there's not a lot left that haven't been done already. So, you know, where do we go from here? Like, well, perhaps video game adaptations is the future. And I don't know. We'll see. Is this isn't, I, I'm trying to reread this. This isn't going to Netflix, is it? I don't think so. No, it just makes comment that Magic the Gathering and the Chronicles of Narnia are both both of those deals have been landed with Netflix, and then I just immediately assumed. So I don't think it's anywhere yet. But I mean, good luck. I'd like to see how they what they do because I do have a history with it. I'm curious. I feel like it, like when this show comes out, I'm gonna turn it on and I'm gonna watch the first ten minutes of it and be like, "Where oh. the fuck is this show going? Like, I don't understand." And it's gonna be exactly like the game. I hope it is like extremely boring. I hope it's just like some uh, picture of a safe and a lever and like just some dude messing with the lever being like, well, that didn't do anything. <laughs> no, That's, that didn't that do was, anything. Because that was the thing about that game. Like, certainly there were probably error. things that you could do, but there was really no way to know what you were supposed to do. And like, you would have to like try something and then like walk back across like a whole bunch of shit to see if it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it didn't work. So you had to go all the way back and try something else. And like that's not how you make a game, guys. <laughs> Take but it from me. Nothing I know. else nothing else looked or sounded like it at the time. It's, very, very true. I can still hear it in my head. It it's very similar to something like I mean, to you know, obviously something like Super Mario Brothers is aged better, but think of like Final Fantasy Seven, you know? Final Fantasy VII is one of those things that almost everybody could at least identify. Like they had, you'd walk past it in a store and be, uh, in in a mall, and even if you weren't into video games, you'd say, "Wow, that really looks like something." It was one of those kind of cultural zeitgeist kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And um, Mist was even more than that. Mist was like, Mist was like Wii Sports. You know, that was one of those anybody can try this because it wasn't complicated yeah, to and you, play. It was you complicated to figure out. But. Right. <laughs> and you didn't need a gaming computer to play it. 
and not everybody had a game system, but everybody had a computer because, yeah. you know, you had to do your, you know, your bills or your word processing or whatever on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, everybody had a computer, and so this was a game that everybody could get. And I, I think that's why. Did that... It, did it ever translate over to console? Oh, yeah. Did, Did it? it? Mist has been on everything. <laughs> Mist has been on an absurd amount of uh, consoles and computers. And I mean, let's. And it, is it always the same thing? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not surprised I didn't keep up with it because it, it was, like you said, Karen, it was one of those things that it was trial and error, but mm-hmm. it was trial get back to the point where you needed to figure out if it was an error. Right. Where that's infuriating. I remember flipping levers and waiting for buildings to turn and whatnot. So I don't know. The original Myst was on Mac OS, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, 3DO, Microsoft Windows, Atari Jaguar CD, Philips CDI, Amiga OS, PSP, Nintendo DS, iOS, Nintendo 3DS, and Android. Holy shit. No wonder it sold 6 million copies. People are playing Myst on their phones? People will play Myst on their phones. And as far as the sequels go, I know Riven off the top of my head, and I know Myst 3, but I, I feel like there's definitely been more you were just saying there was what five or it said ten. Ten. jeez they make it all the way up to ten of these things i mean it wouldn't surprise me mist three exile mist four revelation mist five end of ages uru ages beyond mist mist online uru live holy crap the mist reader Oh boy! It was the best-selling PC game franchise until The Sims exceeded it in two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, that was that's true. People who love Mist, may I introduce you to a concept called Mario Kart? <laughs> no, there are no puzzles to solve, and not be- well. I guess there are some beautiful landscapes in Mario Kart. All right, let's mo- <laughs> let's let's move on. Chris, you posted up the next one. It is another YouTube official trailer. Orange is the new black final season uh it looks slightly more uplifting than the last trailer i remember and i don't know if that was for this season or the season before but uh yeah i don't think i watched the last season of orange so i forgot piper got out yeah that was the thing like she got out last season and i totally forgot how what the how's the show going to progress but it it did. So, season seven. Epic conclusion of the series that changed everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of when, when, you know, entertainment says that it changes everything. You know, like, That's Avatar a big deal. was supposed to change movies forever. Like, okay, but, I, you know, Ninja Turtles <laughs> is still Ninja Turtles. Like, it's true. It, it didn't change the movies I have. Nope dick that would be weird <laughs> like i'm playing i'm playing castlevania right now orange is the new black had no effect on this game <laughs> all right it holly, did not change everything hollywood reporter uh final fantasy live action tv series in the works from sony and square enix hive mind will produce the expanse for amazon and is currently working on netflix's upcoming the witcher series and this is kind of what i was talking about when i said that I think companies looked at Castlevania and said, 
oh my god, Netflix made a freaking mint off of Castlevania. Let's start making video game TV shows because we've got The Witcher, we've got Final Fantasy, we've got Myst, we've got Devil May Cry, and this is all super recent. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to touch video game properties because they've been straight garbage before, but I think somebody somewhere realized, wait a minute, why did comic book movies uh, start getting popular? Oh, because we started putting effort into them. Mm-hmm. Hmm, perhaps if we put effort into realizing what made the video games good in the first place, we could make quality entertainment and people would actually buy them. I know, it's a crazy concept, but <laughs> The source here we material are. is there. Just use that. So, I thought these numbers were pretty impressive. The new show will incorporate characters and elements from across the Final Fantasy franchise, which spans 32 years, 15 numbered entries in the main series, and over three dozen individual titles. I'm kind of surprised there's not a TV show in there somewhere. There's been a couple of anime. Right. At anime shows or movies? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know there's at least one anime series. Um, there's definitely been, I mean, there was that movie, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Mm-hmm. that was a notorious giant flop because it was not very good. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I can think of. I know there's more of it in Japan, and I'm not in Japan. That's true. That's true. True story. Um, so, yeah. TV series, legend, video game adaptation. So, uh, this is on the heels of the E3 release that they're remaking Final Fantasy VII. Uh-huh. So, they're jumping on that, because that's, that's, that's a big deal, too. Like People have been waiting, that, waiting for that for... A while, right? Oh, the remake of Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, it's been a hilariously long time coming. Okay, so... When they showed off what the PlayStation 3 could do initially, one of the tech demos was a remade scene from Final Fantasy VII, and the audience exploded like, holy crap, they need to do that. Remake Final Fantasy VII and make it look like that. And Square was like, nah, we're not going to do that. So years passed, and people constantly... Gotta remake Final Fantasy VII. Just remake Final Fantasy VII. It's the best game ever. Remake it. Make it look like that. Please, please, please. And they said, okay, fine. But we're going to make it episodic. We're going to change everything about it. <laughs> and it's going to take 300 billion years to make. <laughs> so, You're welcome. Let's see. Final, uh, that was first. That first tech demo was shown off, what, like 12 years ago? The first episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out next year. <laughs> God bless it. Well, there's also a TV show coming, so keep your eyes. Saying that it's going to like take place across multiple Final Fantasy characters, I find that very interesting. Because the thing about Final Fantasy is that it is pretty, not notorious, but it is pretty well known for all of the, the the stories don't connect. Really? You know, yeah, no, with the, they're. The first sequel that had anything to do with the prior game was Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> so it's not really the Final Fantasy. No, okay. no. It's the Legend fantasy. has it that that's, a, that's a, a kind of an inside joke, that Square as a company was dying. Uh, they just had a bunch of you know failure after failure. Like They weren't going to make any money, and their lead programmer was like, all right, I'm going to make one last game. And instead of making an action game, he made a turn-based role-playing game because that's where his passion lied. 
And uh, as a lark, since it was literally their last shot to save the company, they called it Final Fantasy. And then it turned out to be a massive success. And, well, there's been a crapload of them. Mm. I didn't... I didn't realize it was like i know nothing about it i didn't realize it was a turn-based rg rpg that is what fun that is like kind of what final fantasy is they they kind of pioneered that i always thought it was more like a devil may cry kind of game no 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 final fantasy is like it is that they they were the pioneers of that besides you know them and dragon quest were pretty much it or dragon warrior as it was known in the in the americas Interesting. For more, tune into the Stone Age Gamer <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, I the, the okay. So the the stories don't connect. There's been a lot of them. Uh, there's not okay. There's been a lot of years, but not a, as many of them as years. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not annualized because they're you know they take a decent chunk of time to make because Holy they're shit they're the final franchise series sold 144 million copies yeah and uh, it was it was gigantic in japan um we didn't even get all of them in america until final fantasy 7 came out you know they were like we got the first one and american audiences didn't connect with it as well as japanese audiences so we didn't get final fantasy 2 we didn't get Final Fantasy 3, then Final Fantasy 4 came out, and in America they called it Final Fantasy 2 because it was the second one. <laughs> then we skipped 5, and then we got 6, which was R3 in Japanese 6, and then 7, they were like, screw it, it's Final Fantasy 7 across the globe. <laughs> and then they caught <laughs> the back up with the numbering. The cost on ink for reprinting the covers alone is costing us a fortune. No, I, I okay. I, I was, I'm going to assume if they do this right, it's going to be a f- ridiculous hit. But I'm I'm also going to assume that there are way too many pitfalls for it to go horribly wrong. Yeah, I I, I just don't even know where they're going to what, what kind of angle they're going to take with it. I mean, because the other interesting thing about Final Fantasy is that the setting has been they've the the game series has had settings from you know typical fantasy to futuristic sci-fi to all sorts of weird crossovers in between Mm -hmm. so what this show could be any number of things which is a pretty interesting pretty interesting uh prospect so it will produce the live action tv series which will center on an original story set in the world of azoria first introduced in the online game final fantasy 14 Okay. So we're playing that game, huh? All Means right. nothing to me, so. Well, good luck to them. <laughs> yes, Godspeed. More video game stuff. I'm okay with it. Give it, give it. I mean, it's there. Use it. Next up, Vulture.com. One day at a time saved from cancellation by Pop TV. What, what is the Pop hell is TV? Pop TV? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks, guys. Good work. But what are you and where can I find you? Never mind. I don't care. See, I've but never the thing is, it's, like, time. it's a CBS owned cable network. That's not CBS all access. Well, it's not. It Correct. can't be a streaming service because that was part of the, the contractual thing. I think that was in this story. Like it was surprising that it was originally a streaming it was on netflix from that mistake yes it was yes. a netflix thing and then they okay netflix had no intention of letting sony out of its no 
Okay, out of its contractual clause that blocked the studio from selling one day at a time to another streaming service for several years. So contractually, Sony could not sell it to another streaming service. So there was a loophole. (laughs) No such language prevented the show from moving to a traditional linear network such as Pop. Traditional? So it's getting more episodes. Yay. And Pop is apparently the home of Schitt's Creek, which by, like, for no reason that anyone can figure out, somehow a really good show. Okay. I've never seen it, but I hear people love that thing. Uh, Same here. Okay. So there you go. Um, They ordered 13 episodes, and it will be a 2020 premiere. Good. Hooray for one day at a time fans. That they were they were a vocal group, and now they're it's all a, dead now. <laughs> <laughs> it was that whole contractual thing. I that was that's news to me. That was new. I remember it trying to be shopped around. That I didn't realize it couldn't go to another streaming service. So and that was probably a big roadblock for like because like everything is a streaming service now. Yeah. Yes. Every yeah. So even though CBS has it's streaming service it's going to cable so all right comicbook.com brings us the news that neil gaiman and david goyer to adapt sandman tv show for netflix finally yeah because this has been in the talks for a good long time they have tried to make this so many times like tv and movies what's his name uh joseph joseph gordon levitt gordon levitt was attached at one point so all right, so I'm scrolling to see. Uh, that was in 2016. That's when Joe was uh, involved. So, <laughs> I, 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 does it say if it's actually happening, happening? No, that's spoilers. I'm trying to see if there's actually a date or a season or any more detailed no, information. No, I think they just signed the deal. They just like... signed the deal, so... That's that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Sandman is a, a great story. Um, I think it will... It's it's sort of written for streaming service television, too. Like, it should be a TV show, because it is huge. Um, and on the right streaming service, I'm pretty sure it will do phenomenally. I am really surprised to find Neil Gaiman involved as an executive producer uh only because after making good omens he he did a lot of interviews where he said like uh i'm glad this is over i want to go back to like writing things and i don't want to i don't want to be a tv show maker anymore so i'm a little surprised to have him turn around and yet make yet another tv show not displeased or anything i mean i think it'll Anything that he wrote that is being turned into a TV show will be better off for having him involved. But uh, I'm just surprised for his own personal that that was his choice. So the, I guess it was something he couldn't turn down, though. Yeah, that's it, that makes sense. You know, an executive produced a television adaptation alongside David Goyer, Wonder Woman, blah, 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 shows unclear how likely how many episodes straight to order. Uh, uh, Porch claims that Netflix deal will partially provide a financial windfall to Warner Brothers. Because keep in mind, Sandman is a DC property, which is owned by Warner Brothers. So that was the surprising point to me that it is going to Netflix. Yeah. With their... 
especially since as we'll talk well, about in a little bit in a couple of seconds Warner Brothers is doing their own streaming service so yes they are but I'm I will definitely check this out when it comes comes around and Netflix has yet to truly let me down so I have high hopes I am like scared for the person who gets cast as death mm. we shall see that's a big big role to fill man mm-hmm. yes there are uh... and the internet is going to be mad yeah no matter what no matter what <laughs> I so I think to have they with this is the first we're hearing of it so um there's Morpheus, which is the main character, and Destiny, Death, Destruction, Despair, Desire, and Delirium. So, Sorry, I meant Morpheus. I don't know why I said death. Oh no, that's fine. I I, I was thinking. I mean, I was thinking death. Like all of the that, characters are important. She's in, like uber iconic, and yes. like she's the kind of person. She's the kind of character that people get tattoos of. You know, mm-hmm. like. If that character, if that, if the actress they get to play death isn't like what people have in their minds, <laughs> people are going to like lose their, lose the said minds, lose said minds. So <coughs> any more news we get, we will definitely pass it on. Um, this is tangentially television show related. Um, superherohype.com. The Walking Dead comic will end this week. Without any aliens. Did you know that story? No. Uh, Yeah, was it Robert Kirkman said like, yeah, I'm going to end it when like a bunch of aliens show up or something or something ridiculous like that. When he first started pitching it, it, everybody said no because it was just another zombie story and nobody buys zombie stories. And he says, yeah, but this one has aliens and the zombie outbreak is because of aliens and I will show you the aliens. And they said, okay, alien spin, we like it, go. And then later on, someone asked him about the aliens. He's like, there's some aliens. This is not an alien movie. I just said that to get the book made. <laughs> so um, two things. That, that's one, no aliens. Two, 193 issues in, all done by Kirkman, which is great. Um, but they have solicited, I think, up to 195. Now, what some... TV people may not know is that comic books are solicited three months out. Every comic book store will get a book called previews, and that's how they place their order for three months in advance. Um, To keep it under wraps that the book is ending, they solicited more issues. To Ah. which was sneaky, Um, but borderline dick move. Yeah, but. that's it. It's over. Robert Kirkman wrote, this is the end of The Walking Dead. That's it. It's over. We're done. Okay. <laughs> he went on to say that the fake solicitations for future issues was part of a part of keeping the news under wraps. It's I, I'm not surprised by it like that. Uh, yeah. Dick move. Get it. Gotcha. But uh, he seems to be happy where, with where it's ending. That was, you know, one of the things about the Walking Dead book. It, it never, it always surprised you, even by like taking out its main characters, and that was one of the things that the show used too much. Like they, they constantly 
hinted at the fact, yeah, we're going to kill this person or we're going to do this and it's not. And then they didn't kind of thing. They stuck to regular TV format. They kept and me. it's it's not as easy to do in a TV show like it is in a comic book. Right. In a comic book, there's no real person. You could just like stop drawing that person <laughs> and they're dead. But on a TV show, if you kill someone off, you've that actor is out of a job. Right. And there are contracts. Yeah. So like, and there's also the internet like Up they're arms, you know yeah. doing sneaky things and trying to find spoilers. Yeah. So there it is. There's your comic book news. And for more information, what was it called? Paper cuts? Uh, <laughs> bags and boards. <laughs> Bag, bagged and boarded, wasn't it? No, uh, there was another. There was, an, there was an existing podcast called Bagged and Boarded. Oh. And so I thought, hey, maybe we shouldn't call a podcast Bags and Boards. And they were like, nah, I want to keep doing this B&B thing. Uh, Backdrops right. and body slams. Bags and boards. <laughs> Hoops and butts. I don't know. What. <laughs> Black Adder. This one coming from BritishComedyGuide.co.uk. Black Adder stars meet to discuss series five. I am. I am a hundred percent on board with this. I don't. They've been doing this for a long time. Everyone, I mean, they have and they haven't. They they did this a long time ago and then they stopped. Right, but they always sort of teased about, yeah, we're getting the gang's getting back the band's getting back together. Mm-hmm. I think it, it seems like it might be a little more fleshed out, so playing tiddlywinks with my heart here is what yeah. they're doing. So, Rowan Atkins, Tony Robinson, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, like <sighs> geniuses. Right, comedic and geniuses. how huge they've all gotten since the days when the show well, was huge. made. Rowan Atkins, <laughs> dude, I Mr. Mean, he's Bean a household was name. Huge uh, in America for like a hot minute. It's not anymore, but like was, enough for he. You know, he don't have to work no more. This is probably true. Yes, but uh, I would watch this. Oh yeah, absolutely. This Par- makes me want to go back and watch the old. Actually, like. Whoa, I loved Blackadder when I was a teenager, and I completely forgot it existed. And now you are reminded with the possibility of more Blackadder. So, if it ever comes to fruition, we will definitely let you know, because we will watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, Collider.com. This is mildly adorable. Um... Animated Gremlins prequel series coming to Warner Media streaming service. So there's another another hint at the what Warner's doing with their streaming service, but this is an animated show about how the um, the guy got the original shop owner got uh, Mowgli. No, Mog- what was his name? Gizmo. Gizmo. Jesus. Um, and the adventures that they... He is a Mogwai. That's what it is. Um, how they came to be in the situation for him to sell Gizmo. Like, as a child. Like, I think that's adorable. I'm really on board with this. Yeah. By the way, in case you were... Wondering whether anything from your childhood is sacred? No, oh, no, it is not. not. Absolutely, Back to the Future is. No, absolutely and not. Don't you? Do you, you get take it out of your mouth though? Because if you say it, someone will hear you, and then they'll try and do it. <laughs> well, they can't. 
What? Until, uh, what's his name? Until uh, Robert Zemeckis dies. And I don't even think they can even then. Like, it's, Really? I did not know that. What yeah, is this? he's got some deal in place. That's why there hasn't been any, like, you know, reboots of Back to the Future. It was like, you're not allowed to unless you get permission from all of the... Unless you get express permission from all of these people... Uh, like nobody's allowed to do it ever and I'm pretty sure Robert Zemeckis is going to his grave like no you won't touch this this is done I made this <laughs> this is you perfect not recast Michael J. Fox time and, and that, train and all yeah and that was that was kind of the thing like there was a telltale back to the future adventure but it used Christopher Lloyd and uh, uh, Michael J. Fox which was I think the only reason they were allowed to even make it like it's just it's done <laughs> That was that was like the one property that nobody's allowed to futz with, and I think that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, yeah, the it will be produced by Amblin Entertainment or Amblin Television, uh, Warner Brothers Animation, and it will be written by Tsai Chung. So, yeah, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. I'll I'll watch it. I'll check it out. It I'm seems curious. like such a strange thing because like nobody nobody who's young enough to want to watch that show is gonna understand what they're watching. That's probably why they're going back to the beginning. Yeah, I guess like you don't have to know Gremlins to watch that show. Hmm. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird. Weird pull. Whatever, man. <laughs> Not surprising, though. <laughs> uh, CBR.com. Netflix's Lock and Key series has cast its Rufus Whedon. Uh, Boy, I wish I remembered a damn thing about this comic book yeah, so I could too. know what this meant. All I know is that I really liked the comic, and I'm excited to see a TV show. But um, outside of that, they mentioned this character's name. I'm like, nope. I thought to myself, yeah, I don't know who that is. And then I thought to myself... Yeah, I don't know who anyone is. I don't remember any of the characters. I remember there was, like, a dude who was also a girl that had, like, a really weird face. And that's pretty much it. Oh, man. Um, I think that the big deal about the story was that they cast an autistic actor to play an autistic character. Well, that's pretty cool. Yes. So, 17-year-old autistic cool. actor Colby Bird. So, that's great. I didn't even remember that there was an autistic character in the book. Wouldn't I, surprise me. I don't. I, I see now. I have to go back and read Lock and Key again. Damn it! All I remember about it, and this is going to be a strange thing to translate into live action, because I remember it was like, all right, you you get a you find a key and you shove it in the back of your head, and then you can like either go places or become something or. <laughs> It was weird. Phenomenal sales pitch, Chris. And I can't wait to see how they translate it to live action because me, ex me explaining it isn't making it sound good, you know? It was actually I'm, really good. But I it remember was being actually really, really good. good. I remember very much enjoying the heck out of that book. It's written by Joe Hill, son of Stephen King, and illustrated by Gabriel Rodriguez. Captain Same Face. <laughs> So there are some artists that just like drawing the same face, and that is this guy. Well, um, John Ramita Jr. is another yeah. one of those. Everybody has the same, same face. Captain America chin. Uh huh. Like if you took them out of their costumes, you couldn't tell who's who. So, anywho, but that's a thing happening. Yay. 
I will watch that and probably reread the comic. Um, I'm going to skip the next link because we talk more about it later. Uh, but for you, Karen, I probably narrowly beat you to post this more. Let's see where it comes from. The Nerdist.com. More missing Doctor Who episodes were returned via animation. This is exciting. I didn't realize hundreds of episodes of Doctor Who were missing from the 1960s. Yeah. Now, when they say hundreds of episodes, it's a little misleading. Uh, misleading okay. Because they refer to an episode. Six episodes would make up one story. So when they're saying hundreds of episodes are missing, that's true. But like they kind of more mean like commercial breaks. Yeah, what not it, exactly commercial not, yeah, not breaks. Not exactly. Like, they're like a little longer, <laughs> but it would be about twenty minutes for an episode. Yeah, okay. and then six of those twenty minutes would make up one story that would that you would think of as an episode of TV, like one okay. cohesive story. Okay, but still, hundreds it's still of them. a lot. <laughs> it's still quite a bit. It's just not quite as much as you're thinking it is. Okay. Well, I, like, because they're saying this, which one they're starting with, I forget the name of it. Faceless Ones? Yeah, there's, they said it has six parts, four of which are missing. So that there gives you an example. So of like, four of the 20, four 20-minute 20 parts are missing out exactly. of the six. Got it. So it yes. would be like, it would be like a, four episodes of a sitcom? Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, And that's one of the reasons people do not like go completist on classic who is like not only is it incredibly slower paced because it's not modern tv but it is also like so much more so of show that is slower paced like dude we were it's gonna take forever to watch all this shit we were looking angela and i were looking at something on the plex and we were talking about doctor who and i showed her how on the server how much new doctor who there was and then i scrolled up like i clicked up one and it was like 690 something episodes of classic doctor who and she's like yep. holy karen's watched all that and i go i think so <laughs> i'm not i don't sure, even but... know that i have watched all of every episode of doctor who that there is <laughs> i've seen lots of it but i can't tell you that i've seen every single episode there is and the anime, if the animation styles are sort of what they're showing here, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's yeah, I, I don't care for it. It's they've a done this for a couple of the episodes. Stuff. Yeah, it just looks it looks super cheap to me. I every time they've done these in the past, where they've like animated missing episodes, it's been really fascinating to hear but like looking at it is not attractive to me at all i just i hate seeing it like okay well here's here it is this is how we're gonna fill in the episodes and it's just wow this is what you're gonna this is the official episode of doctor who now like this looks this looks like homestar runner (laughs) this looks like 90s flash animation which you know i guess there's a certain point of that that kind of lives up to the legacy of doctor who of like cheesy special effects but at the same time come on now we could do better than that i kind of like that it looks sort of unfinished because it's 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 replacing something that you know no longer exists and it's nobody can ever 
really know exactly what it looked like unless, you know, we find a TARDIS so we go back and before they were lost and watch these episodes. But so kind of like how it's like this is a sort of a, you know, half half finished imagining of what we think was happening based off of whatever information that we have. And I like that it doesn't look fully realistic and fully realized. There you go. Two sides of that coin. Well, there you go, Karen. You're getting more who. Yay. Yay. More who, more gooder. Um, next up, HollywoodReporter.com. There's a lot of information in this article. Um, two bits in particular. Friends is officially leaving Netflix for Warner Media streaming service. And is this the article? Yeah. Okay. So, and that Warner. Warner Media's streaming service will be called HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to because I know it was in the like the the video, like the commercial. Okay, so do, do, do HBO Max will also feature library content from Warner Media outlets, including features from Warner Brothers, New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and more. So they're pulling up stakes and all of for all of their stuff that's playing elsewhere and just putting the HBO banner on it. Is there legacy CNN content that somebody wants to watch? I don't like that was the um, one that stuck the out to me. Anthony too. Bourdain show. Oh, that was CNN. Okay. Yeah. That's true. All right. yeah. Okay. All right. Good good work. And they're also doing um new stuff. Uh Watchmen, The Outsiders or The Outsider, excuse me. Uh, the Lovecraft Country show. I mean, that it, it's it's going to be a force to reckon with. So, and it already has the HBO banner to it. So, ah. yeah. If I think it's going to be the thing that people are going to, if you told me like, oh, there's a like when I first read this, I was like, what do you mean Warner's doing a streaming service? Like, who the hell needs another streaming service? What's going to be on it? That's going to be so great. Oh, they're calling it HBO something. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. People will buy this that. This is the shit. right way to do it. If this is this is probably the only truly correct way to do it. Pull up all of your stuff from every place else and label it HBO. I don't care what the second t- word is, Max, Ultimate, whatever. But that is a brand that people know, especially HBO at- Ultimate Showdown. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Another streaming service, and probably one that will succeed. Yeah, I remember like when we first heard about Disney Plus, and me being like, "Oh, Disney Plus, another thing. I don't want to pay for another thing. I'm not buying it." And now that it's like now that it exists, I'm like, "Oh, kind of want Disney Plus." <laughs> and I feel like that's how it's gonna go with this too. I don't want another thing. Oh, <laughs> I need HBO yeah, Max. I gotta get that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all, it's all going to come down to what programming's on it. True. True. And it seems like it's got a very heavy stable. So we shall see. Lots of stuff to check out there. Um, so many to choose from. So many to choose from. Mirror.co.uk, K9, the yes, robot yes, dog yes. from Doctor Who. Yes, indeed. <laughs> To be a hero in a new spin-off series for children. This is so cute. It is. I'm so glad K9 is like a thing that has survived 
the test of time. Now, so uh, unless it's picked, unless it is picked up for broadcast by the BBC, it is unlikely that any Doctor Who references will be permitted. That seems weird that's to me. Weird, <laughs> because yeah, that's, it that's is a Doctor weird. Who character. Yep. Um. But yeah, come on, babe. Let that shit go. Let people make Doctor Who stuff. Uh, it's been featured in several spinoffs already. Like, yeah, this just makes sense. Get 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 the kids on Doctor Who, the Doctor Who bandwagon early. Exactly. That can only help the audience of Doctor Who proper. Right. Mm. But I love K Nine. He's <laughs> such a fun, he's such a great character. That's one of the like. You know, we just talked about classic Doctor Who and how there are deterrents, but like K9 is such a great thing to have come out of classic Who. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yes, the uh, it's it's part of that legacy that you know it's it's fun to see that it pop up every once in a while, and now that it's getting its own venue, even it'll be it it it's better for Doctor Who. So yes, let them have fun with it. All right, TVLine.com, adult Flintstones reboot in the works. What the fuck? Now, I think there is already an adult Flintstones, and that was done by some, they called it an homage or a a spook. Seth MacFarlane wanted to do an adult uh, Flintstones a while back, and I don't think that ever happened. But, well, I'm talking about the porn that they've done oh, multiple yeah. times. <laughs> the thing with adult Flintstones that's worth mentioning is that it really kind of depends on their definition of adult. You know, like if we're talking like, you know, just super gross, irreverent humor that's like really aggressively adult South Park humor like that. No, I don't think that's necessary, but. You know, the Flintstones wasn't necessarily a kids' show to begin with. You know, it was it was family friendly, but it was you know it was primetime television. It was the the, not- the Flintstones were so adult back in the day that they used Barney and Fred to do cigarette commercials. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it really just it whether or not, I don't know if this is like headline grabbing like adult Flintstones. It's gonna be like South Park and super rude like. Or it's just going to be not aimed directly at kids, and I think that's I think that would be just fine. Yeah, it's something you know, Bob's Burgery. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm just curious, like that that struck my curiosity. I I want to I would check that out to see where they go with it. Not going to say this is something I've been jonesing for. Oh my god. You have filled a void in my heart with a Flintstones reboot. No. Yeah, like that's my reaction. It's like, why and who and what and wh- who asked what? for this? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know, give me, give me, give me my gritty reboot of the Jetsons first. <laughs> yeah. No. Do not understand. Oh. Yeah. But it's, I guess, it's not me is the answer. Uh, and yeah, I am definitely not the target audience. I've never been much of a Flintstones fan myself. You know, I didn't. I didn't get the I didn't get it when I was a kid because you know it wasn't aimed at me. It was what like a, a spoof on what the honeymooners like. Yes, I didn't get the honeymooners. <laughs> I was two. Yes. <laughs> well, someone will watch it. I'm sure. Uh, more from TV line. Apparently. <laughs> All right. 
Conan, forced to improvise after guest Kumail Nanjani cancels 30 minutes before showtime. This was an amazing watch. I watched it. It was like seven minutes or so long. And they did a really good job. I thought it was very entertaining. He brought on his um, assistant. assistant. Yeah. His assistant of 10 years. And it it was funny. They riffed well together. They kept the, the pace going. It was almost as if it was planned that way. Now. Yeah, they, they definitely... Uh... They definitely have a rapport, those two. <laughs> so it, what I found very funny was that um, Kumail posted a tweet. Yeah, uh, his, his reaction. <laughs> uh, Conan O'Brien is my comedy hero. Him and Andy Richter are the reasons I started comedy. So this clip is something I would love if it was, not, if it was about anybody other than me. But it's about me, so I'm truly mortified. Yeah. Uh, it, it. I didn't realize that he went to a single guest, and I haven't watched late night television in forever. So, but uh, it was nice to he. He's funny. He did a good job. They did. They 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 handled the situation well, and that is a true professional. <sighs> Deadline dot com. Paper Girls graphic novel adaptation from Legendary TV and Plan B gets Amazon series commitment. This is another comic book property. Um, I can't remember how many girls it was, but it was about a group of girls who are delivering papers and then get caught in a time travel thing. Sounds good to me. And it's a drama. So they go back and forth in time. Uh, It is a well-liked graphic novel. So, and it is Brian K. Vaughn, um, Why the Last Man, and such. Why not the last man? Exactly. So, uh, so four young girls. That's who it is. Uh, The series follows four young girls who, while out delivering papers on the morning after Halloween in 1988, become unwittingly caught in a conflict between warring factions of time travelers. Yay. Done. (laughs) Like, that sounds so There's another, like, three quarters of a paragraph that I'm sold. I'm, so, I'm going to go out and buy this book right now. You had me at Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn. So, yeah. Um, what did I say? That was Amazon. So, another streaming service. Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, he's a phenomenal writer. So, it should be... If it's anything like the, the, the comic, it's going to be good. So, I'm going to check that out. Now, I... Metro... .co.uk brings us the info about The Simpsons to spoof Stranger Things in Treehouse of Horror Triple X. So I feel there was a slight missed opportunity with the title, but I let it go. The artwork in, in these preview clips is great. Um, it's the Stranger Things, Kids on the Bike. Uh, I'm assuming it's Lisa doing her 11 impersonation. The, um, what was that? Uh, Shape of Water. Like, they are right in. The, I'm just, it's another shocker was that it, it is episode 666. I mean, clearly they've been, you know, Do you working think? the schedule to make that happen. Do you think? Is it, I don't know. I haven't has watched it a long a... game, or was it like, oh shit, <laughs> we're at episode six sixty. Let's make three more. 
so we can get the the Halloween one at six sixty six. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that they did whatever they could to make the uh, the Halloween episode land on six sixty six. Um, they would have been fools not to. I like that they have the police chief as Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now we watched. I can't. Was it? We watched Treehouses of Horror, and we talked about it on this show. Have have they lost a step? Or? Oh yeah, okay. the entire show has lost a step. All right, Treehouse of Horror is less so just because it has the benefit of being you know bananas to begin with. Like they don't have to base themselves in any layer of reality. Okay, so it doesn't have to keep with this. All right, um, I can't honestly say I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I can honestly say I'm not going to watch it. It's it's interesting. I wish them the best. Do not think I will be partaking in this year's treehouse, and that's what made me think that it was thirty years. So, so yeah, I could have sworn we talked about the the next article already, but apparently I'm incorrect. Um, VanityFair.com brings us the information that the Friends Pottery Barn gag has come full circle twenty years later. Didn't we discuss something about? Them to oh someone? no, that was IKEA. Oh, that's that they right. styled their catalog to look like different TV sets. That's with what it was. Products that they sell. So yeah, apparently in one of the episodes there was a, a gag about Phoebe being impressed with certain furniture, and it was they kept saying that it was old, but they kept buying it at the Pottery Barn. Yes. And now the Pottery Barn is actually selling that stuff. Which is funny to me because for some reason I thought like the 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 items that they they got at Pottery Barn that you know they were claiming were from an antique store or whatever. For some reason I thought they actually like they were based on real Pottery Barn products. Which I... like it's some kind of tie-in or crossover. <laughs> and like now that I think about it, I'm like, no, that's stupid. That somebody just wrote a joke of like, okay, what's the name of a that sounds like it would be a Pottery yeah, Barn? Yeah, but product. it's you know, you I understand believing that Pottery Barn actually <laughs> sold it. I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah, they're selling their stuff, uh, fe- uh, friends themed stuff, and. There's, it's. I guess it's for the 25th anniversary of the show. Um, products are going to range anywhere from $13 to $1,100. So because Pottery Barn. Yeah, Pottery Barn. I like. Don't get me wrong. I love Pottery Barn, but holy shit, their stuff costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. So. Says my four hundred dollar wall mirror. <laughs> Holy crackers and cheese! Okay, so yeah, if you I saved up a long time for that thing, my friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to buy the apothecary table from the one with the apothecary table, you you can now at, at or will be able to at the Pottery Barn. Check that out. And, Best day ever. And finally, the Verge. Verge dot com brings us. Cuphead. Cuphead is getting its own cartoon on Netflix. It just we we discussed this previously. Um getting a little more info about it. It is going to be an all audiences all audiences show, meaning there'll be stuff in there for kids and stuff in there for adults that will be, you know, sitting there watching it with the kids because that's how things happen now. 
Um, Which it will be exciting for our kids because our kids like to watch you play Cuphead. They do. Okay. That, I was actually Me, going not to ask you. that. They, they don't like to watch you play Cuphead. I don't think they've ever seen you play Cuphead. I don't think I've ever actually played Cuphead. I was talking to Evan. No, oh. I haven't. I've never played Cuphead. I will be and playing yet. Cuphead for this year's Petathon. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I watched a video of it today. There's a lot of death in it. And not... It's just a difficult video game. That's what it I mean. It is, but it's all about pattern recognition. Don't worry so much about dying. You get better every time. Yeah, but it, it, when you die, do you like, can you die f- forever? Like, do you have unlimited lives? You do. You have unlimited attempts at each stage. Okay. Also, you're going to be playing it with a partner, which that, is good because. Uh, have you seen how my partner plays video games with a partner? I have well, I, last I, year's I, pain in the ass done. I'm just saying that having a second person there means that the other person can revive the other person. That oh, is that how it works? Something, yeah, okay. you can't do that if you're playing by yourself. And second second player can revive the other player. It's not okay. super easy to, but it is possible to. Yeah, but knowing her, she won't. She's very competitive. She kept stealing the orbs from me in that last game that we played. For no reason. They didn't help her. Anywho, uh, I'm I'm assuming that it, the show is going to look like the game because it's like a ninety. It's a very specific like classic animation. What it is, is, but what's interesting is that 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 artwork that they put up for this does not look like the game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look bad. No, um, it looks like an interesting take on the game's art, but it does not. You know, strictly adhere to the extremely 1930s Disney, whatever animation. It's beautiful. That, uh, yeah, the game's gorgeous. <laughs> the game is gorgeous. So, but yeah, um, show's premise. Da, 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 da. Does it say when? No, does not say when. I don't like that. So, Cuphead is coming, and it's going to be on Netflix. And you'll be able to watch it all in one shot. Yay! Cuphead. Cuphead. All right. I love that game. Do you? I do. I'm, you know, a little more than halfway through it. It's holy shit. It's You've one of those games I get to. While. I, I have, but I don't put a ton of time into okay. it. It's because it's it's very segmented. Um, okay. And each stage plays out like an episode. Like you you select a stage and it says, you know, this character in okay plant based mayhem or whatever. Like it. Uh, so more clever name than that. All so. the videos that I've seen of it, I guess it are there. Is there platforming involved because everything seems to be boss battle uh, most of the game is just boss battles this is you pick a stage and it's you fight a boss uh, there are a couple of platforming s- segments in it but they're few and far between they're like and here's a platforming level to break things up and they're super fun so is the, is there a storyline to it like i'm trying to figure yes. out what what they're going to do with the show so the the, the game is cuphead what was it don't deal with the devil or something like that and um Cuphead and his pal Mugman, uh, they <laughs> they it. go, uh, they go, um, they go gambling, and Cuphead kind of has a little bit of a gets a little bit ahead of himself in the gambling, and uh, they wind up <laughs> the devil owns their souls because they they bet their souls or whatever like that. Uh, and screams so children's off, programming. It, it certainly screams 1930s animation, <laughs> uh, and they have to go get. Uh, they're basically become soul reavers for the devil. Like to pay their debt, they have to go get all these other, you know, 
deadbeats who haven't paid up their souls to the devil yet. And so you go out and you beat the bosses and you get their soul contracts and bring them back to the devil. I haven't seen how it ends yet because I haven't beaten it. You haven't beaten it. I got you. Interesting. Now I'm really curious as to what they're going to do with the cartoon. Me too. So check that out. When we get more information on a release date or something, we'll let you know. But that's it. That's all the news we got. That was a lot of news. It's been a couple of weeks. It was a lot of news. Yeah. Covered that well, I think. I think we handled it well. Chris. That's me. You got a spiel? I'm here to tell you that you can get in touch with us at mailageekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or you can follow this show specifically at Twepcast, or us individually. Uh, I am at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Uh, Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan at both Twitter and Instagram. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Uh, it is my pick, right? Yeah, that's... Yes. All yes. right. So as I was saying, um, while watching Family Guy, it it I got a Jones for watching animation and the i don't have the new season of archer yet or anything like that so i did a little research and i found something new that i wanted to try um we're gonna we're gonna watch the show final space it's a tbs show uh we're gonna start at the beginning season one episode one it's called chapter one um i've heard very good things i've watched a couple of episodes, so I want to see how you guys feel about it. That is okay. Final Space, Season 1, Episode 1. Sounds like a hoot. And a holler. So, that's it. That's all we have for you this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Damn you all. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.